Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Okay. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's just Brendan, and this is Come Through Queen. It's the dream team! I got your back, I got your back. Hi everyone, it's just me, Brendan. Um, Dan is in Provincetown this weekend, um, which for all you pets out there is a little queer mecca out at the end of Cape Cod. You should check it out. And we were going to have condiment to the show, um, Honey Mustard Girl on, but due to some technical difficulties and hotels not having Bravo these days, um, it didn't work out. So guess what? You just get me. Um, and just as a reminder, um, from the last time we recorded famously at my apartment, we're a little closer to the ground. So you might hear some honks and sirens, but it's New York City, baby. Um, so we're gonna get into a couple news items and then we'll get into Potomac OC that insane and i don't know if i mean it in a good way new york reunion um and then that wonderful episode of dallas um so let's get it started with a call from ireland and connor hi guys i'm in an airport but i need to send you a message about this because i actually low-key can't stop thinking about it i know you don't talk about Braxton family values on the show but 
this is Atlanta related. So did you guys see that Phaedra Parks has joined the show as a friend, quote unquote, of Tracy Braxton, who apparently she doesn't actually know, alongside Favor Flav, Tiffany Pollard and some other chick, because the Braxtons won't film. The rest of the family, Burr Tracy, won't film the show because of a pay dispute, but the cameras are still rolling on the show. So Phaedra has been drafted in and now Tamara's been thrown shade at her on social media, blah, 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 blah. My thoughts are, how sweaty is Phaedra for TV time that she would do something so low rent, like be the non-sister on a sister-based reality show? I just find this so odd. And do you not think from Bravo's point of view, they're like, that's so tacky that we might have brought you back a season after this one. And now they won't. Anyway, I'm, I need your thoughts on this breaking news. Bye, you guys. Thank you, Connor, for those insights. Um, I actually saw this clip um, on Fox 5. No, it wasn't Fox 5. It was uh, Good Morning New York. What's the Fox affiliate New York show? Good Day New York or something like that. Um, I want to say, like, Rosanna Scotto's on that. Um, and it was, in fact, Favorite Parks and um, this Braxton sister. Sorry, I don't watch uh, Keeping Up with the Braxtons. But uh, so I don't know all the players um, and they were talking about this upcoming season. I think what I'm most excited about um, is Tiffany Pollard, obviously being on TV again. Um, I was hoping that her next run would be in the Celebrity Big Brother house in the U.S. Um, she was great on Famously Scared and I would love to see her in those dynamics again. But I'll take her any way I can get. So if I can get her um, with the Braxtons and Phaedra, I'm might tune in um i do care maybe verdict's still out um not really sure what channel that show airs on or anything like that but uh the more you know um so then now we just have another comment from sam about het show below deck hey dan hey Brennan. it is sam um so I got really excited when I found out now that Brendan's a het and he loves Below Deck. But I would like to point you to an episode of the original Below Deck. Um, it's season three, episode 11, simply titled The Real Housewives of Atlanta, in which uh, Cynthia Bailey uh, rents the yacht. And who might be on that yacht? Maybe it's a one-time popular girl, Claudia Jordan. It is great. It's fantastic. It's kind of a boring episode, but it's worth a watch. Also, this season on Politic Med, Colin is so attractive, and I think he's come back next season, even though he's boring. Okay, thanks. Bye. Thank you, Sam. Um, so a few things on this. Uh, I actually remember seeing a part of that episode of Blow Deck, or maybe the whole thing. Um, I remember it very well, but my big question is, I know, and if anyone, um, knows the answer to this, uh, chime in, um, on the Facebook group or wherever else. So I heard somewhere that the people now who go on Blow Duck actually have to pay, like, the fee to go on the boat. I heard that, like, their flights and their hotels for the night before are all taken care of, but, like, the actual on-the-boat time they have to pay for. Maybe it's a a little bit of a discount. Um, And then they also have to shell out the tip, which is a big thing and a big deal every episode. Um, So if you know that's true, and if that's true, I'm not sure 
it's always been the case because like I don't necessarily know if Cynthia would do that but maybe she also the deal was like she was giving publicity to the show because she was on a bigger show and Bravo just decided to pay I don't know um but I am still loving Blow Deck I've been catching it every Het Tuesday as I like to call them um that and Million Dollar Listing is on and I like Million Dollar Listing but the only thing is I don't know if this happens to anyone else but on Million Dollar Listing for some reason the commercials are so much louder than the actual show. And it's only for that show. Because I watch, like, Bravo all the time. Let's get into um, The Real Housewives of Potomac. It's the final part of the reunion. Um, We last left off, and Karen had broken down over her parents, um, who both recently passed, and she was in the back. But she comes back. Um, and it's time to start talking about, um, Giselle. Um, so first I loved, uh, Andy asking, um, Candace if Giselle was going to get invited to the wedding and then Giselle later following up, re-asking when they sort of made a little bit nice. I really liked that. Um, so with Giselle, we start getting into the questions about Sherman, um, and, this grown man just like disappearing on her, (laughs) which is wild in itself. But now apparently they're talking again, like five to eight times a day. And I hope that doesn't mean talking on the phone. Cause I guess like I'm on constant group texts with several people in my life, but like if they're hopping on the phone five to eight times a day, which I guess they might be cause they're of a certain age. Um, that's wild. Um, Also, we get Sharice joining, and someone actually asked me yesterday who my least favorite housewife of all time was, and I defaulted to Sharice because that's what Dan always says, but I'm not sure if that's true. Like, in the moment back then when we had um, Carlton, I despised her, but since now looking back as a newly formed evil person and realizing that she um, put a spell on Kyle Richards' uh, computer monitor um, so that it said, like, wrath and glutton and shit, um, I newly like her. Um, Maybe we can ask this question in the Facebook group. So I'll either put it up there or someone else can, um, and everyone can share their least faves. Um, Why not stew in the negativity? Um, Anyways, Sharice joins, and it's pretty tight on that couch. And at this point, I think we need to bring back the Dana Wilkie chair, um, speaking of Beverly Hills, and have the friend of sit in a chair to the side, um, just to put them in their place first, and also because it's just like a really funny visual to have them away from everyone else. Um, so we have the conversation about, was it Monique or was it Sharice who sort of brought Kendall in? Um... And then we also get Ashley mentioning that Sherman has a type and Giselle takes offense and then makes a mean comment about a horse that I won't get into. Um, another big thing about the Sharice being their thing is there was this fight between her and Monique who are no longer friends because Sharice claims that like Monique is a, a friend hopper or something or like just like trying to climb the social ladder. 
and like they start fighting about a massage therapist that like Sharice had represented and then they get into this conversation about the difference between a masseuse and a massage therapist and it's implied or at least from where I'm standing it was implied that like one of them might offer SEX but was that only me who thought that that was being implied and also is there a difference between a masseuse and a massage therapist like is a masseuse someone who just like does it at a spa where like a therapist is like somebody who's medically licensed to do this um i have no idea and please call in and tell me the difference um because i'm alone um so the men then come out um and we spend some time with chris talking about Andy asked him point blank the question, what Candace had said about like how she had to lower her standards because he had kids. Um, and particularly Giselle was surprised to hear that comment. Um, Giselle and then like Ashley clarifies it with her being like, yeah, she really did say that. And I guess Giselle was like, well, I have kids and... I'm looking for a man, or I have a man, so that's probably where her mind is at. And then we, again, talk about his fucking dick, and, like, what color it is. Um, and he did have a funny comment where he um, asked Giselle if she brought, like, her color swatch or whatever, that everyone, like, had a nice little laugh about. We talk about Ray, and I don't know, that the stuff with Ray is almost, like, going down that road of, like, depressing stuff that I hate, that I don't necessarily like like financial ruin is like really sad and i don't know if i want to talk about it um since the dark days of the oc um and then we find out that ashley and michael are trying for kids they've reconciled um yada 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 we get a view of the coffee and love video um and if you haven't yet watched this video please go find it online it involves a bathtub coffee and love um that's sort of like my little rundown of the last part of the reunion we get a nice little toast um that giselle got to make in the finale um and she gets another chance to ask candace if uh she can go to the wedding um so let's go over to orange county where this is another little tangent i posted that At this point, the housewives that I still have unconditional love for are, one, Candy Burris, two, I think I said Giselle, and three, Shannon Bedore. Do you agree? Who do you have unconditional love for? I feel very Delilah asking that. Um, Love someone tonight. Um, O.C., So we start with a little photo shoot for Shannon's new food on QVC, which exists. I've seen it. When we talk about, we'll talk later about like businesses not existing. This exists. Shannon was on on a Saturday at 1.30 p.m. on QVC. I watched it for a few seconds, then got bored because I wasn't going to buy anything. Um, Why buy from QVC when we've got like Trader Joe's? They have a beautiful um, frozen section. Actually, the, the scientists over at Trader Joe's should be getting awards for what they do. I wonder if they already are. Um, Shannon's photo shoot. Um, after the photo shoot, uh, she has a lunch with uh, Tamara, Emily, and Kelly, um, in which we find uh, Tamara struggling to say LaCroix like 
20 times. Um, and LaCroix has finally made it to The Real Housewives. It was only a matter of time. Um, we're then off to iHeartMedia to shoot commercials for the Kodo franchises. Um, and we sort of learn, like, that there are multiple... Well, I think we knew this. I think we knew that there were multiple franchises. But, like, we sort of learn in a convoluted way about them. There's, like, some guys in suits who, like, run them, apparently. Um... And then they, like, give Vicky a fireball shot, which, like, okay. Um, and then, like, in the middle, maybe it was fireball-induced, but they start talking about Michael, and um, I think Vicky says, I'm sure he's had a blowjob in his life. And then we get, like, the nice little flashback um, to all of the times that Vicky has embarrassed uh Michael and I actually enjoy I know I've said it in the past but like I really enjoy these flashback sequences that we're getting a lot more of and I guess when you have a franchise that's 10 years old they almost become a little more necessary because I'm sure there's like people who were eight back when these shows started who are now watching at 18 and they need the education and that just got depressing for me um I did like back to the lunch um, when Shannon was talking about all her, we, this was episode this episode was heavy Shannon legal issues dealing with um, the custody situation from David and I will say about this because I usually get sort of depressed when we're going through like these legal issues on these shows because it's usually we're usually on the wrong side of the law meaning like dealing with Sonia Morgan's financial issues or something like that. Shannon doesn't depress me because it seems like David is the one who's, like, fucking up royal royalty. Like, he's not hiring a lawyer for himself. He's sending her, like, the meanest texts that say, like, fat-ass bitch, etc., etc. Um, and I like that we have Emily here to sort of, on the spot, walk us through things. Um... Sad that Dan's not here right now because I would have loved to him to put his legal cap on and like really tell us if what Emily was saying was the truth or if she is a snake oil uh, salesman. Um, we go to a happy hour, um, like on a roof somewhere that looks like everywhere in the OC, uh, sun, sand, waves, so nice. Um, and we talk about Shannon's legal drama a little more, um, but then. They surprise Shannon with a surprise matchmaker, which I loved. Um, and then, like, the rest of the episode sort of got, like, blurry for me. We've got, like, Shannon accusing Emily of having relationship issues, which, like, not that far off base, but also you've met the guy once, so whatever. And then Tamara and Vicky were separately talking about Gina's relationship, which is just major foreshadowing because we know... Um, that she's divorced to that man who, had he been on the show, would have zoomed to the top of the list, in my opinion, and been, like, number two or three hottest house husband of all time. Maybe number one, actually. But I'll always have a Chris Lorita in my heart. Um, so then we get the guy... I mean, Kelly goes on a date with, like, this really attractive milkman who's hot but like he's not drinking and she's like asking for like tequila on the rocks um and he it's just an entire scene of like him 
asking her to take it down a notch, um, and, like, saying that she'll be alone her whole life if not. But then at one point, he's, like, listing off, like, Mexican foods that he likes, which, like, same. Um, But it was just, like, a really interesting scene. But I like to see dating Kelly out on the prowl. I need more of her and uh, Shannon sort of, like, Jesus take the wheel. Um, Shannon and Kelly take the club. That sort of thing. So then we get... um, Shannon ending the episode with, like, all of the really sad custody stuff. Um, I do like Shannon talking to her mom on the phone. And her mom's, like, so concerned and such a concerned mommy. And tells um, Shannon to have someone walk her to her car after the hearing's done. Um, And I guess, like, we find out in the end that, like, David... Wants to support, wants to pay to support his family, but he wants to know exactly what he's controlling and paying, which, like, I don't necessarily think that's how child support works. Is th- is there any precedent, precedence, precedence, that legal word for um what he's requesting? Like, does that ever, like, happen? Is it a thing? Um, so... We'll leave OC at that, and we're going to move over to um, New York, and I think I want to start the conversation with a call from um, former popular girl P with a little bit of P's corner. Hey, Bren, it's P. Congratulations on your solo episode. I'm glad you have sent Dan off to the island of Misfit Toys where he belongs. I was just calling in to basically say that um, Andy's overt support for Bethany in this episode is so deeply inappropriate that I think he should be banned from hosting New York reunions in the future. His relationship with Bethany is too close for comfort. Proposal for new host would be Marla Maples. And also, he might be too close for Lisa Vanderpump to be able to do the Beverly Hills reunion. And I would be open to suggestions on who should host that as well. He can keep hosting the rest. Um, free Bryn Hoppy, thoughts and prayers. Bye. So, I think P is actually onto something. I don't think that Andy should be forbidden from um, doing New York reunions, obviously. But I think P's onto something, the fact that, like, it seems like going into it, Andy was very Team Bethany. Um, even down to like clip montages appearing after Carol said something to like Carol or Bethany or Carol or Ramona saying something to sort of like prove them wrong. And I don't know if we've ever really gotten those kind of clip montages during reunion. Obviously, there's a ton of clip montages, but usually they're, like, introduced as part of the segment. It'll be like, Andy will be like, now, Dorinda, you and John have been hot and heavy and also contentious. Let's take a look. And, like, they look at a clip montage about that or, like, about, like, the politics stuff or whatever. I don't think, I like, I don't think we usually get much of, like, a clip montage put in during editing, Um, so that seems, like, a little produced to me, but I will say, it's also, like, 
Bethany's been his favorite from day one, whether we like it or not. And like Carol was, yes, one of his favorites. Um, but they had like a very different kind of relationship. Um, and I will say, I think we viewed um, in real time the decision of both parties, Carol and Bravo. And I don't know how it worked exactly. I don't know if she was quit or if she was fired or like whether it's mutual. But I think we witnessed it happening on screen. And I think, honestly, the moment she said the dream team and like walked in, I could see it didn't show Andy in that moment, but like I could see that pissing him off. Um, I don't think he loved that because, um, and I'll get into a little more last time we had like these sort of like teens in this like clear cut way with season four. And you know what happened after season four? Um, so let's talk first about the looks. And I will say the New York women have never cohesively looked so good together in a reunion episode. Usually it's a hodgepodge of lots of different colors. Here we had blacks, golds, and whites. And like I think Carol was like in like a blackish silver situation. So a plus on that, I don't know how they coordinated. I don't know if like the producers sent out like a wish list like I think they do in Atlanta, because Atlanta's always, like, coordinated and great, um, or if they just, like, this is just what they were wearing, and it just happened to be. Um, I love the little moment of them walking in. Uh, yeah, the dream team thing, um, which I think people, like, are polarized by. I think some people find it to be, like, really uh, obnoxious, and then some people look at it like, oh, Carol's friends with Yolanda, foster irl so they both have a dream team um my favorite though was ramona on the phone with mario and her handing it over to andy who then says he misses him um i didn't know that ramona was really talking to mario in that way i wonder if this was like a calculated like we're gonna do like a little bit um, which might be the case. Um, the couches. Um, Ramona having the power as like one of the most... She may be in that last seat on the end, but she still has the effing power and can have them move the women's position on the couches just because she had like a bruise on her face. That is amazing. Um, another thing I like about New York reunions across the board is they're always reporting live from, like, a location. Like, last year it was, like, a synagogue downtown. This year's Cipriani Midtown, which is, like, New York, New York, baby. Um, uh, love Sonia's introduction where, uh, she plugs her own, um, dress and that you can get it for, like, 125 online or whatever. I will say, Carol's phone going off, just that little ding, while Andy's in the middle of talking about where Luann was, the look that Andy gave her, I was like, oh wow, this is not gonna go well for Carol. Um, and I will say, 
I know the circumstance was a little different because he was talking about a serious subject when this happened. But I will say, New Jersey reunion, Melissa Gorga got a phone call, and it happened to be Ramona Singer, and it was all fun and games. Um, maybe because a housewife wasn't on the other side of the phone is why he gave that look, or I don't know, but the writing was on the wall. Um, there was a lot of, like, really fun stuff in this, um, reunion at first, like, Sonia talking about how she's sometimes a vegan and sometimes a pescatarian, and her, her talking about learning that, um, she didn't know that you couldn't eat oysters if you were a vegan, um, there was a, all of the Halloween costume review, which was nice and cute. And we got to relive the Lady Gaga thing. Um, their weird explanations for the reason that Carol was the only one who reacted to Luann, because they all said that Luann looked... The bronzer on Luann's face looked lighter. And then Andy was good and pointed out that Diana Ross never really wore her hair in that style. Um and then we get a package for Bethany. And then this is where shit starts to derail. So they talk about reconnecting with Jill um, in the funeral and all that. Ramona called it opportunistic. Um, and then both, it was, this is where we first start to see team Andy and Bethany, I think. Um, because uh, Andy says that. Jill actually called Bravo and asked, like, requested or offered or whatever, um, which I believe that she did. And honestly, like, I can't really blame Jill Zarin for that because everyone deals with, like, their grief differently. And I think Jill Zarin's, like, shining moment and, like, peak probably in a lot of ways with her relationship with Bobby was when she was on the show. And I think that... She wanted to reconnect with Bethany. I think she. I think that actually is important to her. I'm not sure if it goes the other way necessarily, and I think that we will see with time. Um, but I do genuinely think that Be- Jill wants to reconnect with Bethany. I think that Bethany wants to do it very much on her own terms, um, which is why I can see Ramona calling her opportunistic. Um, but. Someone made a point that, like, the dream team is kind of sloppy. Because, like, even in that conversation, they're all trying to get a word in, and Dorinda's trying to say something about, like, well, have you called her for lunch or something like that? And they just come across looking not great a lot of the times. And I really hate to say that because I do like those women um, a lot better. And then this is where the editing comes in, and we see... We get Ramona almost verbatim repeating that line about um, you're going to end up alone because you're always bitchy to men you're with, which is like almost the same as like, you have no friends. All you have is Jason and you're going to screw that one up too or whatever she said in the Brooklyn Bridge. So that's where we get a full clip package about that. That's like separated from the actual filming, the reunion um, during that. Um, And then they were talking about something else and... Carol tried to chime in at one point, and Bethany turns to her and said, we will call you when we need you. And then Carol said to Andy, and this is where I think Carol still thinks that she has, like, this real closeness with Andy that I think was 
greatly diminished, and she turns to Andy and says, she's such a bitch. Um, and then we get a really sad thing, and I forget the exact context, but it's like, Dorinda's talking about, sort of implying that she still gets along with everyone, and she says, I can talk to all my girls, and like, she gestures around to everyone, and then it went to like a commercial, and then we got into, um, the Dorinda stuff. Um, and the Dorinda stuff was dark because Dorinda was trying to dare Bethany to label her a certain way. I think so that Dorinda could maybe throw it back in her face or like do something else. But it just was like, it was a really heavy, heavy, heavy to me personally. Um, part of the reunion um and it's like them talking about these issues in a way that like i don't think necessarily they should be talked about um i don't really know so what i do want to do is that we got like a late breaking call um from former co-host so never a co-host when i've been there it was always when dan was there um caroline who is team bethany so let's hear what she has to say hi guys it's caroline listen i know i'm like one of the lone bethany uh supporters and really the entire world probably but i i just feel like last night was super frustrating because obviously other people have said that uh everyone was yelling over each other but for example um, when she was trying to say, thank you, everyone, you hate me, but you still donated, I don't think that the, we don't hate you response was appropriate because she was actually just saying whether you like me or don't like me, you all, you know, showed up to bat for the cause. And then I also just, like, felt very uncomfortable, and I, again, said this in the Facebook group, but I don't understand how the fact that Bethany drinks um, means that Dorinda doesn't drink too much. I don't think that they're mutually exclusive, so I don't know. I know, like, I'm the one person that goes back and rewatches Gary Island every year, so maybe that's why I have this soft spot, but I would just like, you know, more conversation about why she is the way she is. Anyway, um, long time, first time. Love you guys. Well, first of all, I don't think you're the only one here who um, goes back and watches Scary Island every year, um, which I tend to do also. Though I do, nowadays, I've been doing a lot of rewatches of seasons five, six, and seven um, of Roni because it's like an interesting look at like the aftermath of the big shakeup. Um, them getting into their groove and then them really getting into their groove and like finding magic, um, once Bethany returned and Dorinda joined. So, um, that's that. To your other point, I actually think that if I were to take a poll, I bet you it would be 70% Team Bethany, 30% Team Carol, like out in like, the world beyond the um, Come Through Queen cinematic gay universe, if that makes sense. Anyways, um, 
Yeah. I don't know where we go from here. And we still have two more, one or two more parts of this reunion to see how it shakes out. I know that um, Carol tells Andy she's he's full of shit next week. Um, so that will be that. And we know that she's not coming back. Here's my prediction. So I think that they were on the fence of bringing um, Jill Zarin back. I think with recent news, it's a go. Um, That's just like what my heart says, what my brain says. I think for a couple reasons, because um, there has been so much tumultuous stuff between Luann re-entering rehab and um, Dennis's death, um, the shakeup with Bethany, the way things were just between Bethany and Sonia against everyone else. I think they need to re-steer the ship. And I think that might mean um, Jill. And here's why. I think that her and Bethany now have a lot to start restart their friendship over a lot of commonalities with losing a partner um, in the same year. Um, and I think that with this great tragedy, that's a way to bring this cast together um, and have it not be awful, awful, awful. I think th- they could keep the same cast. Um, I think Tinsley is like going to be a question mark or a wild card because I don't think she said a thing during the first part of the reunion. Um, so we'll see with that. Um, but yeah, I think the Jill coming back could be more of a reality than we originally actually thought. Um, Oh, and by the way, I had a conversation with my sister right before she called me, like right before I started recording this by myself. Um, And she actually thinks we were talking about Bethany versus Carol. She's a team Bethany. I'm a team Carol. See, we can get along. Um, She thinks that Carol maybe just like was done with the friendship at a certain point, just like completely done with it, which like. You can sort of see in Carol's face, though she would say otherwise. Um, I don't know. I do think that, as a team Carol, I will say, I think Bethany did give her all and to do her best in, like, having everyone be against her. So there's that. Um, But can we get to the true stars? Of this franchise. The Real Housewives of Dallas. So we're like at the 40th anniversary of um, Deandra. And it's a fun night. Um, Everyone's joking that Leanne and um, Rich uh, are getting married that night. Um... And this is sort of setting up what I think will be whatever is the conflict between Deandra and Leanne, um, because we do get a confessional of Deandra saying, there's something that's stalling this wedding. 
um, and implying that there's like something going on behind the scenes or that somebody doesn't want to do this wedding anymore. Um, we do get Jeremy talking about Deandra publicly in front of his sons and like saying, my wife is hot and I'm still horny. And then like something else that was really gross. Um, we also get the start of a friendship between Leanne and Stephanie. Um, and actually some of the sweetest moments in this week's episode came from Stephanie opening up about, um, her depression and, uh, her suicide attempts when she was young or her suicide attempt rather when she was younger. Um, and Leanne also talks about her own attempts. Um, they're connecting really great. Um, I'll talk about it like a thousand times before I'm done recording. Um, but Stephanie, I think should be center animated star. Um, but talking about the real center animated star, uh, who's actually there. Brandy is deciding to show up at this, um, party with her gift in hand. Um, and she has to make up with, Deandra. And this is all stemming from apparently Deandra has been talking, allegedly been talking around Dallas about uh, Brandy doing Adderall. And Brandy says that she has a prescription, she subscribed it, yada, yada, yada. Um, Carrie is trying really hard to get these two to make up. She is the puppet and they are the master or whatever um this was a it it it, it went fine it was fine um what came out of this was that stephanie was wasted and she was just saying like the funniest shit also like couldn't stand up but also just like just like a funny drunk moment um she decides to climb on uh, this, like, stone lion outside, and um, she says that she's going to ride this like a lady. Um, this is where I think, I think Stephanie has been studying Real Houses in New York and sort of seen how they act and, like, what they do and been like, we're going to bring this to Dallas because that's, New York has been, like, sort of the most buzzed about um, franchise in the past couple years. Not the best in the ratings, but people are talking about it, at least. Um, so then we uh, get to her. She's planning a new party at her home. It's going to be called the Bubbles and Brew Party. And the Bubbles is Champagne, and the Brew is Bruin, who is uh, Brandy's new baby boy, who is so who's actually really cute. And, like, I'm not, like, a baby person, and I tend to... Not I tend to not really be into um, storylines involving, like, the kids of the housewives. But, like, this is so cute. And, like, the way it went down with, like, Stephanie finding Bruin. And, like, these are the real friendships that we want as viewers, I think, from these shows. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and they decide during that party that they're going to invite everyone, um, including Deandra and Leanne. Um because they're going to surprise everyone. Surprise, Brandy has another kid. Um, and at this point, Carrie is the only other person who knows, aside from um, Brandy and uh, Stephanie. I will say, scenes that Housewives do solo, on the most part, 
bug me, but every solo scene that we got this week on Dallas, aside from like Carrie, um, who might be in my like least favorite bracket, actually, now that I think of it, um, Deandra wanting to, Deandra in the businesses in D is so good. And Deandra being the new, D being the old, Deandra wanting to change things, D not wanting to like lose the base she has is actually very interesting and compelling. So there's like this product that's the bread and butter of their business. It's like a supplement or something. And it's like served, it's sold in like this can. And Deandra wants to bring it out of the can and put it in the soft pouch. So they have this like big sit down. But the best part of the sit down was D saying that Deandra is jealous of her. And Deandra might not be jealous of her, but I am jealous of D. I think that like it's like move over Mama Elsa, move over uh, Gloria Zarin, move over Mama Joyce, move over um, what are some of the good moms we have? Move over all moms. There's only one queen mother of this franchise, and it is D Simmons. And what did she say? The S stands for Simmons, not stupid or something like something really good like that. Um, and when I say there's one great mom in this franchise. I mean, there's two great moms because the next scene we get Stephanie and her mom and we learn that Stephanie's mom speaks in tongues, (laughs) Um, which (laughs) cool. And that she had to ask her mom to stop speaking in tongues or was it her dad? I hope it was her mom. I hope I'm not like misspeaking in my excitedness. Um, She had to ask her mom to stop speaking in son's tongues because her husband, I forget his name, um, is come from a Catholic background and he would be scared. Um, So then her mom, her, and her grandparents like pray over the new house, yada, yada. Um, And then we get a really, a really serious conversation where Stephanie talks to her mom about um, her suicide attempts um, when she was younger, uh, because some, a guy broke up with her, um, and basically treated her like shit. It actually, like, made me tear up. Um, I love Stephanie. I think she came to play this season, and I mean, like, in, like, the funny, let's get drunk, let's be housewives way, but also, like, the serious, like, let's have real friendships, and, like, let's talk about real things way. Um, so love that. We get the throwaway scene with Carrie and her family, um, and then we get a scene with Leanne, where she, when she stepped into this scene, the outfit that she was wearing made me Michelle Visage finger wave where she was wearing like a a thigh high blue some sort of pattern boots to go to this little boutique in a strip mall and i love her so much so this b plot of leanne's this year is that she is developing this dress that i think she's trying to like go for like home shopping network or qvc where it's a dress you buy, and basically it can be altered in, like, two seconds to look like four different dresses. I think, was it four? I think she wanted to, like, ba- basically get it up to a huge number, but, like, I think it was, like, four or five or six or something today. And it 
I think it's actually a really good idea, and especially a good idea for someone like Leanne who does not necessarily have the money, but does go to all these charity events um, because her charity world is not down the toilet. Um, and so it's good for people like that who have to go to a lot of things, but can't necessarily afford to buy like a new Oscar de la Renta or whatever uh, Deandra has in her closet every single time. Um, but it reminded me so much of, and is anyone out there a, a Simpsons scholar? It reminded me of the Simpsons where Marge by Marge, is has to go to this thing at the golf club and they try to go to like a nice uh boutique but like it's all too expensive so they go to the like discount place or the thrift place and she fina- she finds a chanel suit and then she ends up meeting she ends up running into like someone from high school who invites her to something else and is like impressed by her chanel suit so then she starts altering the chanel suit into different outfits every single night or something like that it's like a really good episode and actually the only episode of the simpsons that i can like remember but this reminded me of that in a really funny way um so then we get to the the party the whatever party bubbles and brew party and cameron's the first one there and cameron starts to figure it out she sees all the blue everywhere she sees that brew is spelled b-r-u and she is like okay stephanie's definitely not pregnant but maybe brandy is so so she starts to figure it out she tells stephanie that this is the conclusion she's come to and stephanie is such an amazing liar and on the spot comes up with some big thing about how there's it's actually for stephanie and that there is a uh surrogate named bruin um and they're contemplating naming the kid bruin after the surrogate and uh i think robert on the come through cream group pointed out that stephanie would be an amazing big brother player and i think she sort of proved her chops so then we get the big reveal um of Bruin, Welcome to the World, and, like, a really heartwarming, sweet scene. Um, And Leanne had a ponytail that was multicolored and amazing. Um, But if you're not watching Dallas at this point, we've said it, we've been saying it for years and years and years, not years and years, but years and a year, two years, maybe. It's so good, and it's only gotten better so far. Um... They're really bringing it. They've got what you want with, like, real friendships, um, real drama. And the heartfelt stuff is good, too. Um, But, yeah. So let's get to the free. I've talked so much to myself. And if you're still listening, God bless you because, ugh. Um, So the freak, I'm just going to say the freak is something I figured out. I, I discovered today, and actually a friend who probably doesn't want to be named on this podcast DM'd it to me. Um, it was a, the page six article from um, Bobby Zarin's funeral, and there was a detail in it that I did not discover until today. And it was that Michael Cohen was an intendant was in attendance at Bobby Zarin's funeral. Um, he's listed right in the page six article, and he's a freak because he did all that illegal shit. Um, he's sort of getting like a hero edit right now and people are like donating to his GoFundMe, but like also we wouldn't be where we are necessarily if, um, he hadn't done what he's done. So 
F. Michael Cohen, but also, like, know that the New York Housewives are heavily connected to him. Because remember, he also was the one when Trump Tower got in fire uh, a few months back. He's the one who called Dennis Shields directly and told him to get out. So they're very connected. And for the Queen, um, you're going to hear from my co-host, who is on his alcohol vacation in P-Town, Dan Let's hear what he has to say. Hello, Brendan, and hello, Come Through Queen listeners. I am very sad to not be there right now, especially after watching the New York reunion huddled uh, on my bed in P-Town, looking at my minuscule phone. Uh, But I am excited to come back next week and talk about it. However, a one true queen still must be named, and it is definitely Miss... Alyssa Edwards, the self-proclaimed grand dame of the South. Karen Huger is shaking. And this isn't some logo tomfoolery. This is Netflix money. And I'm very proud of her. Very excited. October 5th cannot come soon enough. Dancing Queen. We get justice for Shangela. She appears to be making an appearance. And I can't wait for that. Uh, Being called a docuseries... A little bit of Abby Lee Miller, a little bit of drag looks and the confessionals. Can't wait. So Alyssa is the one true queen, baby. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Thank you, Dan. Um, Yeah, I remember this show being talked about like almost right after Alyssa's season. I think Rue brought Alyssa to um, the VMAs that year. And, like, it was, like, said that they were shopping a show about uh, her dance studio. I'm so glad to see it's come to fruition. And on Netflix, um, so much queer programming on Netflix. And hopefully, like, I mean, Alyssa Edwards is big and, like, well-known and everyone knows her gifts. But, like, hopefully she has sort of, like, the glow-up that um, the Queer Eye guys had after their Netflix show went live. Because they went from, like... 1,000 followers to, like, a million followers in no time. And Alyssa's already established, so, like, let's just see her climb up and, like, take the crown. Um, so that's all for this week. Um, I can't believe I've talked to myself for this long. Sorry, there's so, there was so much content to get through, and, um, it's the golden age of television, baby. Uh, so please like, comment, subscribe. Um, you can find Dan at IDK IDK. Um, he's currently being unwell in P town. So there's like a lot of like weird posts that I'm sure like P town, P town inside jokes or something. And a lot of like weird, just like posting screenshots and moments from really, deep cuts of housewife stuff so go look for that um you can find me at not brendan on twitter um being unwell um you can follow come through queen on twitter uh instagram at come through queen podcast join the facebook group that's where the action and the magic happens um lots of good insights happening there i'll try to post some of the questions that i posed during um my monologue here um, anyways, like, comment, subscribe, love us, love us, please retweet, and we'll be back together next week. Bye!
I wanna see ya come through, Queen. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.